Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, the Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Here with me in the market for a new microwave, Grapes. Hi. And Matthew Huberson. Stop sending us frog videos. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Please send us more It's an auto block. <laughs> <laughs> Were people actually sending you all frog videos? I know Somebody... Avery, Avery sent one and then she was like, splice this in the podcast. I was like, I'm not going to do that, that. That was the actual sound of the frogs. I... I wanted everyone to understand what I was talking about. <laughs> the frog video that Matt's talking about is on twitter on the no truck stops account people are tagging us in frog videos is that right that's so yeah. funny i haven't even seen <laughs> and i that. always tag matt to make sure matt so sees it <laughs> that's awesome matt what? matt has a newfound um fear of frogs so they're kind of gross man I, like you look at them they're 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 disgusting anyway. have you guys were you like the go and search for horn, horny toad like people like no what I just and like catch lizards and shit them. when you're out camping. We'd oh. find them. Whenever I saw a horny toad, I'd like grab it, but I didn't go out mm, searching nope, for them. No, that was never me. <laughs> I didn't want to touch the lizard. I didn't want to touch the snake. Any of it. Are you scared of I'm, snakes? Well, for sure. Yeah, snakes are absolutely like. See, this there's some serious religious trauma in that. I bet, but um, oh. yeah, snakes can go to hell. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's religious trauma with your fears. No, yeah, I'm just saying. Like I bet, because like, like the snake is synonymous with the Adam devil. Adam and Eve uh, and the God, serpent. You uncultured yeah. swine. Go to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand our Mormon backgrounds. For the love of God. I'm not. I think there's something wrong with me because I've never been scared of like snakes or. There's bugs. several things wrong with you. I. <laughs> I mean, didn't you like grow up in the farm, like pig farming? Like that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, I saw snakes all the time. Yeah, there you go. They're just chilling. They leave, <laughs> left me alone. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, this is our basketball episode recapping the week in Pac-12 hoops. Uh, we've got uh, some apologies from Grapes for all of the shit talking she's done lately. We'll talk about uh, power rankings. We've got a dad discourse, but first. Let's start as we normally do with some peak of the pack. And now the peak of the pack. Did you say you hate this sound? No, I love it. It's oh, my favorite yeah, sound. I know. It's so so much pomp and circumstance for just one week of Pac-12 basketball. Uh, as usual, we talk about which Pac-12 teams had the best week in the league and which teams we were most impressed with. Can't talk about every single game, so this is how we talk about what's going on on around the conference so uh grapes let's start with you who is your peak of the pack who had the best week in the league okay i wouldn't say they have the best week in the league but they had a good good week um considering the rest of their season and it's utah utah swept um cal and stanford for the second time in their history this is the second time they've ever done that um which is absolutely hilarious to me because this is probably one of the worst if not the worst utah team in the modern era, like they're really fucking bad, but they they had a sweep on the road this weekend, which is just incredible, and I'm so proud of them, and it makes me feel a lot better about Craig Smith and like the future of this program. Yeah, they held both Cal and Stanford to under 60 on the road. Like that's 
uh, Craig Smith's whole identity has been like have a really strong defense and and you know be very aggressive in that sort of way and get deflections and that sort of stuff and they did a good job of that um, against both Stanford and Cal. Uh, that defense was uh, you know and the little that I saw was uh, pretty suffocating. Didn't force a whole lot of turnovers um, at least against Stanford. Uh, they did a little bit more against Cal, um, eleven for Stanford and then fourteen for Cal. So. Yeah, good job for Utah, um, and hopefully they're starting. There, it looks like over the past, if you just kind of look what they've done over the past couple of weeks, over the past, I don't know, five six games, like it's competitive. Um, they aren't, they have not been embarrassing. They haven't been embarrassing really since, I don't know, the Washington State game and kind of at the tail end of that like very long. What was that like a nine ten game losing streak? They have now swept the Bay Area schools on the road. Um, they lost only by five to Colorado in Boulder. They lost only by three to what was is is still like a decent Oregon team. They beat the shit out of Oregon State. They went to two overtimes with a fine Washington team. So that's not like it. It's, there's like reason to be optimistic if you're if you're a Utah fan. Um, Matthew Ibertson, you have a peak of the pack. How much basketball were you watching this? Absolutely week? none. Uh, so the I, very weird, like a lot of joy on my Twitter timeline because I follow a lot of Utah fans. So that was very uncomfortable. Um, no, we're in <laughs> Formula One livery launch season, baby. Like we're we're all in on the vroom vroom cars. <laughs> F one is uh, it's not something I, I don't think I'm going to get into. I know all the I have zero interest all the cool, in getting you all the into cool. It. Uh, the cool people are the cool people are very into it now. It's the new. It's My what soccer was. Into it, so yeah, not he cool is. people. It's not cool people. He's not a cool person. Um, I'll throw in USC. I think. They, oh wait, no, I still have went, one. Oh gosh, well, then who on. was it? Oregon State, baby. We're one week closer to eternal bliss. Wow. To the end of the season, and eternal bliss. <laughs> Did we forget? They have. They have checked out. We are done. We lost by twenty six. We lost by fourteen and twenty again. We're we're out. One week closer. So happy for them. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to do a down bat, but they are down bat Canada of the year at this point. This uh, In with, the country. Yeah. I, are they the worst Power 5 team in the country? Probably. I don't know. Y'all are really know. criticizing kinda... that team for taking a nice long nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tweeted taking that a they might, they're kind of, they, I tweeted that they're kind of in the middle of a, like, this might this might be the worst Oregon State team. No, sorry. This might be the worst Pac-12 basketball team in history. Um, it's like getting close. They only have three lo- three wins against Nichols State, against Utah, which is like a really tough thing to like. I, I don't know. Like that Utah, they've got to, they've got to like wash the stink away from that one. And then their home opener against Portland State. There's only the last time a team won fewer than uh, five games was like in 1937 or something ridiculous like that in the Pac-12. And I'm guessing that team didn't go to the Elite Eight the, the year, season before. The year before. I don't like, think there was the an fuck? Elite Eight back then. No, no. <laughs> there, there, might not have been, there might not have been a tournament, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this, is, this has been a very, very bad season. Like advanced metrics-wise, it's not the worst if you're looking at like simple rating system and stuff like that, but by record and honestly just like narrative like this has been bad this has been horrific so uh it's crazy because wayne tinkle just got a huge extension and i feel like i'd be having buyer's remorse if i was an oregon state fan um to to see the team kind of crumble the way they do anyway and they still show wayne tinkle's family like you know how his daughter and his wife or both of his daughters always go to the games Mm -hmm. they still show them on tv every game 
Yikes. That yeah. is so awkward. Yeah. Ooh, I'd be pissed if I was an Oregon State fan. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, but my peaks of the pack, was that your, are you done, Matt? Do you have any other peaks of the pack that you were holding I appreciate on you checking with me. Uh, no. No, we're good. We can move on. <laughs> I shall have uh, you I said that LA schools. I'm going to say the LA schools. LA schools went 4-0. Um, UCLA and USC hosted the Washington schools and swept them. Uh, UCLA beat the piss out of Washington, 76 to 50. Game was not close from the beginning. Um, USC also beat Washington State by a much closer score, 62 to 60, which kind of was the backbreaker for Washington State's tournament run. Um, and then both LA schools beat Washington um, pretty handily. Uh, so it was it was a, a it was an encouraging performance from both of them. Now they're both up to top 15 in the AP poll, both looking like they're playing their best basketball right now, I think. So the Pac-12 needs that. They certainly need uh, UCLA and USC to be performing the way that they're capable of performing. Isaiah Mobley now is back, and he's making a difference for that team. So um, it was a good performance from all of them. I'm it's uh, US, UCLA, I think, in particular, and I'm not just being a homer, just – like if you were just watching these games or even just looking at the score, UCLA won those games more handily than USC did. Um, so there's a lot to like there. Um, Boogie Ellis actually had a really nice moment at the end of the U- USC-Washington State game. Uh, Washington State actually – sorry, I'll spend like a minute talking about that game because it was it was wild. I'm not sure how much of this y'all watched. Washington State, I think, finished with making just four two-point shots, like four of them. Um, like, uh, sorry, they ended with five, but like with six minutes left in the, in the second half, they had only like two or three, they went five for 32 from two and really should have won this game. Uh, they were up for much of it, uh, keeping USC at bay. They really lived, they lived and died off the three. They actually finished with a phenomenal 15 for 38, uh, 31 from three. That's 48%. The vast majority of their points, 45 of their 60 points were from three. Um, only 10 of their points came from two. And then they added in five points from their um, from from the line. It was like an insane game to watch. Washington State was not missing from three. Um, and USC just didn't have much answers for it. Really, it, it was kind of impressive. They USC had a really good stretch, you know, a couple of good defensive stretches in the second half. And was able to limit what Washington State was doing from the perimeter. But uh, USC had no business winning this game and somehow like managed to claw out of it. Boogie Ellis hit the game winner um, with about 0.2 seconds left to put USC up 62-60. to 60. That was close. Uh, now, I wouldn't have said it would have been a disaster for USC. USC's making the tournament. I think it's pretty clear that they're a lock right now. It definitely would have done something for Washington State, though. Uh, Washington State desperately, desperately needed um, a good win. And now I, I'm, we can, I think we can feel confident saying Washington state's eliminated from, from tournament contention at this point. Uh, anything about, uh, USC? We'll talk about, I guess we can talk about USC really quickly first. Anything about USC and their Washington trip? I still think USC is fraudulent, but <laughs> they're still good enough to be one of the three best teams in this conference. You're going to have to add is... another apology to your list soon here. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Cause they look good. Have, they, yeah, they have looked a lot better. The last few weeks. Poised to raise um, another Sweet 16 banner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like totally, the, the whole Elite Eight ring thing, I, I totally get that um, 
USC doesn't have a basketball history. Like, this is just not what they do. So them getting to an Elite Eight is genuinely a very big accomplishment. But, like, no one – like, I, I, maybe I'm a, maybe this is because I'm a UCLA fan, but please tell me if I'm wrong. I There's no way USC can be an underdog at anything, right? Like, can you ever see them being an underdog at literally anything, no matter how bad they are at that thing historically? I don't know. Maybe hockey. Hockey. <laughs> yeah, I guess they would be a like, big star. LA Kings nice just hockey, won the yeah. Stanley Cup like five years ago. Mm, uh, I think it was true. like, was that like 10? I, think it's don't, I don't want to talk about that if it was 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> was it really 10 years um, ago? God damn it. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, those things are always longer than I thought. Yeah, uh, great games from uh, pretty much everyone except Isaiah Mobley. Offensively, Isaiah Mobley didn't look very good during any of these games, but uh, Chavez Goodwin looked very good. Uh, Drew Peterson looked very good in these two Washington games. And uh, yeah, and UCLA, a bit about them, went and beat the shit out of Washington and beat Washington State pretty comfortably. Um, Jalen Clark had maybe the best, no, not maybe, very definitively the best week of his career. Yeah. Um, he was coming in, um, in first, first of all, came in to play in place of tiger campbell who was suspended there's kind of rumblings going around that he was suspended because of weed which is like you know i mean mick cronin didn't make a big deal of it deal out of it at the you know he was just like he broke team rules i love him but i gotta be consistent rules are rules blah 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 blah. um anyway yeah tiger campbell sat out um and jalen clark started in his place in the first game and was awesome was just all over the place he was swarming it was a uh, an impressive display. He finished that game with uh, I think it was twenty. I'm gonna pull this up because I he finished with 18 points off seven for 11 shooting, 11 rebounds, five assists, four steals against uh, Washington State, um, a game that UCLA definitely needed to win given how they looked over the past couple of weeks. Followed that up with a 25 point performance. He set a career high uh, against Washington State, and then set a new career high the following game: 25 points, 12 for 16 shooting, 11 from four, for 14 from two, five boards, one assist, one steal, um, and just one turnover. Uh, he had himself a uh, time this week, um, so it's going to be interesting to see what uh, they do in terms of rotation and stuff like that. Both UCLA and USC like are kind of at this point where they may need to make some interesting like decisions around who's starting for them in the backcourt. Jalen Clark is more of a wing, but he may have to start in place of Jules Bernard. And then for USC, Max Agbonpolo might have to start in place of either Boogie Ellis or, or Ethan Anderson or something because uh, the players coming off the bench for both of these teams are starting to come out anyway. So yeah, UCLA sweeps Washington, Washington state, as does uh, USC. Any, uh, any other thoughts about UCLA in either of these games? Yeah, I think it was fair for people to consider the possibility of upsets in both of these games over UCLA, and UCLA completely silenced that, so that was really great to see that UCLA can shut up any rumors that they could possibly lose to Washington. So it was yeah. it was great to see UCLA just be so dominant against these teams. Yeah. No, it was it's good, and it really kind of... We've been wavering, I think, the past couple of weeks about, is UCLA an elite team? Like, are they actually? And when you watch them do this to these teams, it's, you know, it, it reminds you why 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 they were picked to be the Pac-12 favorites this year. Um, I was looking back on an article from uh, a couple of articles looking at preseason predictions, and it's we, we should talk about them very briefly. They're, they're a loser of the weekend. Uh, sorry. Uh, what do they call them? Down bad. They're down bad. <laughs> um, is... Uh, 
they they were picked to finish number two. Oregon got swept by the Arizona schools. Um, they crushed by Arizona State. Absolutely mutilated. dominated. Dominated. It I was, think it was not what, competitive. Thirty four points. The end result eighty one to fifty seven. So it was at oh, twenty four points. Twenty four points. But like they, I'm pretty sure they were down thirty at some point to Arizona yeah. State. It was, it was horrific. Well, at, then like, they turned around and. <laughs> played arizona close yeah yeah so just first on that oregon arizona state game they lost again arizona state is not good they're bad they're a genuinely bad team uh and oregon had its worst one of its worst offensive performances while also offering so little resistance to what arizona state was doing and again like it was arizona state having these guards who are just chucking shots and they're going in marion jackson again burning another top-tier Pac-12 team. He finished with 16 points off the bench, 6-for-8 shooting, 4-for-6 from 3 to throw in 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. He burned, uh, along with Jalen Graham um, and Kamani Loris, completely destroyed Oregon. Oregon offered so little resistance on the inside, on the exterior, um, and that coupled with their really, really poor shooting, 5-for-26 from 3, uh, that's that's bad. Um, so... I. Effectively, Oregon eliminated itself from the NCAA tournament uh, bubble. Just completely popped it over this weekend. They de- they they might have had a chance if they had beaten Oregon. I mean, beaten Arizona, maybe an outside chance. Uh, and then they went and lost that game. That was a fun game. It was exciting. College game day was apparently there for that, which I didn't know about until like the day of. Um, Will Richardson had a great bounce back game. And probably Dante looked awesome. He was dominant that game. Their big man. Um, I think he's like a transfer. I'm pretty sure they had a, some really great performances really pushed Arizona to the brink in a way that I think very few teams have this season ended up losing that game. Um, but they really couldn't have, couldn't have afforded to lose either of these games given the position they were in. Um, but the wheels are kind of falling off for this season. Um, and you know, I think we can, we can say goodbye to their tournament hopes. I, I think they're, they're, they're out. They've eliminated themselves. When you lose three or four and two of those losses are to Arizona State and Cal this late in the season, you no longer get the benefit of like, oh, Dana Altman's going to have his guys playing playing high-level basketball late into the season. Any uh, thoughts about Oregon or what they were doing? So what you're saying is for sure winning the Pac-12 tournament. <laughs> uh, you know – yeah, if, if there's a team, if there's a team that looks the most dangerous right now, in terms of like who's who's get, can anyone pull off an Oregon State 2021? It's it's there. It's Oregon, right? Like I think no it's shot Arizona State. Air, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good pick. I don't want to say that, and Just I think shoot you absolutely said that. out of their minds. I think you said that at one point, and yeah, it made me like really angry. <laughs> but the more I think about it, and after watching how they played against Oregon, I'm like. And UCLA, yeah, yeah, that team might be able to stitch something together, and it will be completely luck because Bobby Hurley is not a good coach. I mean, their last two weeks have been genuinely awesome. They beat UCLA in triple overtime. That's a quad one win. We're pretty competitive with Arizona, but Arizona blew them out like they they do every other team. For some reason, had a horrific stinker game against Washington. Lost that one by a lot. But then beat Washington State at Washington State. Quad one win. Beat Oregon. Um, and then, of course, beat the shit out of Oregon State. So they're on a three-game winning streak. Two of those being quad one. Well, Oregon might be a quad two win now, actually. Um, like, that's that's impressive. And now they've got – we're recording this 5.30 p.m. on Monday. 
they get another chance to do it with UCLA coming up at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll know the result of that game when when this gets posted. But uh, you know, they might do it. You're right. They've got they've got guys who can get hot. Um, they've got length. They've got t- Kamani Lawrence, Jalen Graham. Like those are long dudes who can uh, who can do some stuff for them. So, um, any other uh, peaks of the pack? We had the LA schools, and we obviously gave Oregon kind of a, a weird down bad since we're skipping down bad this week. Uh, let it be known that Bill Walton, not Michael Jordan, not uh, the other M- Magic Johnson, not <laughs> uh, not LeBron James, got the throne seat at NBA seventy five. Did he really? Oh yeah, dead center. <laughs> Our king. Yep. Our king. The man. Oh, representing well. Where um, he should be. All... I don't know why you acted surprised by that. By the way, why 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 the surprise in your voice? <laughs> is he the biggest personality in that whole group? He probably is, right? Just like most vibrant personality. Uh, Magic's a pretty big personality. Did you all watch any of the All Star Weekend? No. no. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the NBA. Yeah, I I watched the slam dunk contest. I mean, of course you did. God, are you the most like masochist person on the face of the earth? I, why would? Yeah. Of course God. you watched that. Oh God, it was horrific. It's the it's it's. I've watched every dunk contest for the past like twenty something years, and that's the why? worst one. That's the worst one because sometimes you get, you know, it's like it's almost worth going through six, seven years of this because then you get like a generational one and you're like, okay, oh, but fuck, why, I watched that. Why can't you like watch it on Twitter later? We're all obsessively online. Why can't you just like, see the like, tweets about, hey, you should watch this and then go watch it? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> like, I think like, man, I should watch this live. And then I remember that if anything cool happens, it will be on the timeline 30 seconds after it happens. It's not the same. I'm it watching is. on YouTube TV anyways. It's on a 30-second delay anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, anyway, um, I think that's it. I, I, at this point, uh, with the Pac-12, very clearly there are three tournament teams. This is a three-bid league now, uh, pretty clearly. And it sucks. Here's what sucks about it is that the vast majority of these games kind of become irrelevant. Like, yeah. Oregon and Washington State have eliminated themselves from the tournament contention. So, like, what are we watching for? Like we had what? that one week of bliss where we were like, "Oh my goodness, there's gonna be seven. Clinch? Could they be there? Yeah, could they make their way in?" And now we know that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So the only way it could happen is if somebody magically won the conference tournament. So yeah. like, just watch the conference tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, don't... but we can we can get into this. Colorado finishes with Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah. Er- Colorado. That's fine. But, like, if they're a 21-win team and they win, what, two games in Vegas? Yeah, they'd have an they're outside not shot. that far off, right? Yeah, they'd have an... Yeah. Well, what's they'd, their Especially what's beating their Arizona right at now? home. They are number seven in the net. Number, number Sorry, seven. number 79. I was like, number, cool. number seven. <laughs> number 79. Sorry. Um, which is, again, an outside shot and... Hell, Washington State is number 48. Oregon is number 63 in the net. But there's no way they're going to be considered f- given what they've done. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe maybe Colorado has a shot here. I, I would say not. But I don't know. It's just hard to get up. Now it's like I felt like Washington State, Colorado felt like a really cool, interesting game like three weeks ago. And then and now it just feels like a bunch of games where you just – when you like look at the schedule, you're like, that game's – irrelevant that game's irrelevant right it's like 
really we're just watching to see for seeding at this point. Um, we do get UCLA, Oregon, the kind of revenge game, and Oregon will certainly be competitive there. Um, you know, we'll get USC, Oregon also this coming week. We'll get Arizona, USC part two. Um, we'll get USC, UCLA part two. So there's a couple of games left that you're, that are very intriguing, but I don't know. Absent like an upset where, or Arizona drops a bad game. I'm not sure what we're, you know, it sucks. It sucks to be so top heavy and for everyone else to just kind of just be pissing all over themselves. Um, anything over about what happened for the Pac-12 over the past week or their tournament hopes? All right, let's move on to uh, apologies by grapes. This is uh this is usually usually what we do. Like we said, is our bound down down bad segment, but we're gonna take a detour. We're really close to the end of the regular season. I think we have, like we just said, a pretty good picture of how the Pac-12 is shaking out, and I think fair to say it shook out differently than what a lot of people expected and and one person in particular expected and this person is going to be the bigger person uh this time you grapes you've done a lot of shit talking this season and i hear now that you have seven apologies to give out uh so i'm very curious to see who's on this list so let's just get it over with and uh, read off your list of apologies and we'll go one by one and react pretty quickly to each one Okay, this isn't necessarily just in response to my shit talking because the more I looked into it, the more I realized I was right about things I thought I was. God, I knew she was. Okay, no, no, no. We're gonna do this now. I had a general reaction where I was gonna say I'm really enjoying this different strategy of when you've been wrong about everything instead of like football season, just saying you were right about everything, actually apologizing. And she starts with, "Hey, I reviewed it and I was actually right." God, I fucking knew it. No, I do have some apologies like that are specifically about bad takes I've had, but I have apologies in general that I just feel bad and need to apologize for. My first one is I'm going to apologize to Miles Johnson. I thought he was ass. Like I thought he was complete ass. Um, to start the season, especially after the Gonzaga game, I was like, don't play him. Play Peyton Watson. Don't waste your time on Miles Johnson. He is not good. And I have come around and I want to apologize to Miles Johnson you are very good on defense. Yeah. Keep that up. Cody Riley, Miles Johnson, you're very good on defense, okay? I'm sorry for slandering you and saying that I'd rather have Cody Riley on the floor at all times because that's not true. Um, he's had a great last few games. I know against Washington, he had like 13 boards, um, yeah. and him and Clark were just fucking shit up so i apologize for thinking you were bad i now think that you're just okay um (laughs) well hold on just a quick reaction to that uh i just want to say yes i i'm also there with you i think we we looked at those games and we're like man this guy's unplayable and he was because we had such high expectations that too that too you're not wrong and and like he's not filling up the 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 uh, stat sheet in terms of points and things like that but um, over these past couple of games, uh, 13 rebounds against Washington, only f- uh, five against Washington State. But, like, his length and where he's supposed to be and, like, what he's supposed to be doing, his positioning, all of that yeah, is so really much He's really figured better. out his awareness on the court. I feel yeah. like to start out the season, it felt like he didn't know where he was supposed to be, which was super frustrating because he he's a grad transfer, right? Like yeah. He's been around. He should know this. Mm-hmm. But he's really settled into like who he is as a defender, and he's much more comfortable moving around the court and being where he needs to be. And I didn't think he would get there this entire season. 
Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely thought playing Peyton Watson, like, for Peyton Watson's development was a better move than having Miles Johnson on the court. And now I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, he. It, it's gotten to the point where it's flipped entirely, and he needs to be on the court um, mm-hmm. for UCLA. So, good pick. All right, next apology. Uh, my next apology is to Oregon State. Uh, <laughs> before the season, I did think that Oregon State were, might be a tournament team, mostly just off of vibes and my weird love for Oregon State that I can't possibly explain. I had no idea that they would fall this far. I don't think anyone did. Maybe maybe someone who knows basketball better than me. I feel like we need to say, I'm not an analyst. I'm just here to talk shit. <laughs> like people get mad at us for like oh they didn't they weren't great at analyzing the sport i don't do that i complain about frogs okay <laughs> anyways i'm i'm an unbiased national pack 12 man <laughs> matt's like speak for yourself speak, buddy yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like you think i don't know anything about football i don't know anything about basketball to be honest with you i shouldn't say that because people are gonna whatever oregon you know, state i'm so sorry that's i don't i'm not Taking the blame, it's clearly Wayne Tinkle's fault. So to all Oregon State fans, blame him. But I'm so sorry I had such high expectations. I wish I came in more with like a solid, I think they'll be the eighth best team in the conference. I'd still be disappointed. But right now I'm crying myself to sleep every night thinking about how far Oregon State has fallen. Yeah, we talked a lot about this one. This is like elite eight to like one of the worst seasons in Pac-12 basketball history. Very bad. It's unbelievable. And we're getting articles written about you by John Canzano saying how selfish yeah. everyone is. That's uh, not a good look. I I have forever, I will forever be chasing the high I felt during the Beavlet run last March. Like I, I will never achieve that sense of just pure joy. Yeah. I and mean, that was the most March Madness moment in Pac-12 history, maybe, where yeah. it was just like this team that had no business being there to begin with gets in and gets all the way to the elite eight, really a couple of possessions away from a final four. Yeah. Um, crazy stuff. I wish I would have appreciated it more. I don't know how I could have appreciated it more. I basically became an Oregon state fan because of it, but I feel like there's more I could have done. Um, so I'm sorry, Oregon state. Next up, I want to apologize to Terrell Brown jr. I didn't do anything wrong. I think you're great, but your entire team did. Your team did everything wrong. Your program <laughs> failed you. Your coaching staff is terrible. And I am so sorry that you are left to keep up whatever Washington's doing. Um, you've tried to keep them above 500 for so long, and you s- succeeded for a long time. But I don't think you're going to be able to do it uh, to last out the season, which is a huge bummer, and you deserve better. I don't know if it would be better if you, Terrell Brown Jr. stayed at Arizona but Washington no state of Arizona oh 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 oh, yeah 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 yeah. like do you think he would have started do you think you'd be getting considerable playing time I mean Kirk he's better than Kirk Risa uh yeah he's better than Pella Larson I don't know people were sort of saying or Arizona but would they have even given him a chance yeah that's because yeah what he does I feel like can't necessarily be proven in practice yeah yeah he and he might not have gotten as much like usage uh, yeah. with Ben Matherin there and Azulis Tabellas and Christian Coloco. But, I mean, he certainly would have been better than Kirk Kreese. Oh, then yeah. again, Kirk Kreese is way better for the memes. And, like, and maybe... Kirk Kreese is, like, he's, his role on the team is to shoot from the outside, and that's not what Teep Terrell BJ Brown does. does. Yeah. So, but I'm so sorry, Terrell Brown Jr., that you have to deal with that. And it, I love you. And I hope It you kills me that. how you're, you have all of these in the second person. 
like everyone is listening. <laughs> You've I, written them out as if you're like, talking directly to them. I like to believe that they listen to them. Anyways, uh, kind of branching off of that last one, I want to apologize to Husky fans um, that you guys think that barking is acceptable. <laughs> still, You've been at I, war with Washington fans over the barking. Okay. I was very, I was like leaning into the Washington fan thing because I liked Terrell Brown Jr. so much and I legitimately thought that they might be able to make a run just because of Terrell Brown Jr. And now I've decided that's not going to happen because they can't get hot shooting. Like it's just, it's not sustainable at all. And so I've decided that I'm sorry that I hyped up your team so much, but I'm also not sorry because you guys bark for no reason. (laughs) It's a good one. It's (laughs) embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And I... Matt keeps bringing this up where he says, how did we not know this was a thing? I think people choose to bl- block it out. Yeah. We, yeah. It needs to be a discourse because uh, it's just one of those things that get <laughs> that get left out. It took you having to go to a game and watching everyone bark that, uh, Insane. <laughs> that it got called out. Yeah. Um, my, next, my next apology is to Brandon Carlson. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you had your appendix removed and it derailed Utah's season. Like Utah basketball should never have been in the position where getting an appendectomy destroyed their hopes of winning games. is It's very sad. And how many put more him games, under the spotlight way too much? How many more games does Utah win if Brandon Carlson uh, is not hurt like this? Half. I don't. I don't have like this, this streak in front of me of the games that they played while he was out. But I remember there was a few that were blowouts. And I'm not sure he would help with, but there was a few like decently close, close games. games where it got away from Utah at the end because they just were exhausted because they were playing the same like six guys, seven guys that I think having Brandon Carlson there would have really helped their like ability to fight because Utah does a thing where they like play really, really tough, but then they just run out of gas and that's where the game gets away from them. So I honestly think they could have won three or four of those games like at the beginning of the losing streak before Brandon Carlson came back. They like have... they lost they lost to Stanford. I think they could have beat Stanford. Um I'm trying to think who else they lost to in a really embarrassing matter. Yeah. They they had seven games they lost uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games by six points or fewer. Maybe he swings. I mean he's certainly worth he certainly makes Utah six points better. He didn't play against UCLA in the game where, right, where they only lost really by close. five. Yeah, I I think that Utah would have won that game with Brandon Carlson. Yeah, as a quad one win. So I am so sorry because Brandon Carlson is the reason that happened, but it's not his fault because yeah. he, he had appendicitis. Right. So I am sorry, Brandon Carlson. I hope that you get like genuine help next season because I feel bad watching you play. Um, I was going to apologize to Oregon and Oregon fans, but I'm not anymore because they lost to Cal and Arizona State. Um, that was gonna I, be my that was gonna be number one for me when you first talked about this, and then they got swept by the Arizona schools. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a dog. But someone someone likes to bark. Yeah, they. Were, I gave them a treat to distract him, and I guess he just decided to start barking. Anyways, I. I was going to apologize to Oregon fans because I talked so much shit on Oregon. Rightfully so. Their non-conference skid was, they were terrible. They were terrible. And they completely turned around in January and February where we are saying, wow, this might 
be the third best team in the conference, maybe the second. They beat UCLA and USC. And then they did this, and they're basically the reason they're not going to get a tournament bid. So I'm not going to apologize anymore. And Dana Allman isn't the best coach in the conference. So, yeah, not sorry. Um, And my final apology is to Bill Walton. I am so sorry that our conference couldn't fulfill your dreams of a eight bid league. (laughs) Um, They should have. He probably still believes that they are an eight bid league. (laughs) Yeah, he probably does. But (laughs) you know what? He's never in the wrong. It's the team's faults. Yeah. You know, Stanford could have snuck in there. Colorado, Oregon, Wazoo, maybe Washington. That's eight teams right there. Yeah. Plus the top three. Right. And it's their fault. They are the disappointments in this scenario, not Bill Walton. Bill Walton should reach for this guy, and the conference should meet his expectations, but they didn't. So if they I'm just so beat, sorry, Bill. If they had just beaten each other and not lost to, like, what, Arizona State? Beat, uh, yeah, beat the lower f- four teams and then get a couple wins amongst yeah. each other. You're all in. Yeah. yeah. Easy. But they didn't do that. It no. was so easy. Damn it. And, you know, it's like Cal's missing Andre Kelly, who's like by far their best and most important player. Back to the Oregon thing. What the fuck? How did you lose to Andre Andre Kelly-less Cal? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointing. And it's your fault that Bill Walton will be upset when this conference only gets three teams in. And maybe ASU, depending on how the conference tournament goes. I don't know. And that concludes my list of apologies. I will not apologize for any other takes because they were either correct or you are just mad at me for no reason. <laughs> good. Oh, good. Uh, I don't know why I put in there that you were going to be the bigger person. Clearly, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, okay. could have seen this coming? Okay, <laughs> to be fair, most of my, like, takes have been utah's really fucking bad like they haven't i haven't had any profound takes it's true it's true i have been very surface level you're high on wazoo you should have owed everyone an apology for your wazoo takes yeah but so but but they could have done it it's true it's true it's not not my fault (laughs) um ah, good apologies that was fun uh good recap of where the hell we've been and what we were thinking back then um okay let's do our pac-12 power ranking super quickly as always just gonna spit out the basketball tiers the way i've put them together and then the net rankings and we can talk about them pretty quickly tier one uh i have arizona ucla and usc i'm gonna throw them in there i've been impressed with them i'm gonna i i think they could make a push for like an elite eight maybe even a final four like they're that talented um and uh tier so those that's my tier one i have no one in tier two um i think they're blank i no one is in that position where they're like yeah that's a tournament team they're top 40 uh, tier three. <laughs> uh, uh, tier not three. yet. Not yet, dog. What's the, what? Which dog is barking? That's that's Link. Oh, I see. It's one of one of yeah, one of not uh, not my dog. Yeah. <laughs> my dog's a perfect angel sleeping on the couch. Um, tier three: Oregon, Wazoo, Colorado. In that order. Uh, these are teams that I I don't know. Like, if somehow they had one of them had a miraculous run to end the season might be a tournament team, but you know, whatever remnants of a tournament team tier four. I have UW, Stanford, Arizona state, Utah, and Cal in the sort of like bad rebuilding mediocre tier. And then tier five, Oregon state all alone in the like complete dog shit trash tier. So uh, that's why I have it. Arizona, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Wazoo, Colorado, Washington, Stanford, ASU, Utah, Cal, and Oregon state. 
net rankings. Number two, Arizona. Number 13, UCLA. Number 24, USC. Number 48, Wazoo. Number 63, Oregon. Number 79, Colorado. Number 104, Stanford. Number 119, Arizona State. Number 122, Utah. Number 132, UW. Number 139, Cal. And all the way down there at the bottom, number 251, Oregon State. Uh, The gap between, I think if I'm reading this right, oh, it's close. The gap between the best team, the number one team in the Pac-12 and the number 11 team is almost as big as the number 11 team and the number 12 team. So just to give you a sense of magnitude of just how bad Oregon State is. Any reactions to either the net rankings or uh, the tiers that I kind of put out? I agree with your tiers. How can you, in any sort of good conscience, have USC in the tier of Arizona and UCLA? I won't even attack UCLA here. They've looked good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been impressed. Genuinely looked like a better team. Not that I believe that you have good conscience in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> but how can you do that? I mean, I I think they've been good. I, I I I'm really I've been really impressed with the way that they played without Isaiah Mobley in their two games. It kind of gave some confidence that maybe there's some guys who are going to be able to step up if Isaiah Mobley is not going to be able to have a great game, and he hasn't had a good game um, in the two games that he's returned. Drew Peterson. I mean, so much of USC is like, are they going to be able to? put something together um are they gonna have guys who are gonna make make shots are they gonna be able to be locked in defensively um and when they are they're they're a great team Uh, i've 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 my tone has shifted on usc to the point where they really are i I see them as a maybe not a national title contender but you know they're gonna push national title contending teams to the brink the way they did with arizona um i don't know that's so 12-5 upset for sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah probably they, they do they are they are a really good candidate for that for sure um especially with the way washington state was exactly the kind of game that a 12 seed needs against like a mm-hmm. usc to to like put them away um and usc escaped um so anyway those are the rankings all right we're almost done here but before we go let's do a little dad's discourse daddy no daddy yes What's our discourse for today, Matthew? I don't. Bertin? I don't like the ending of the bumper. I don't like that part. I, we, we just got to keep it to just like the exploding daddy no stuff. Too bad we're going for it. Okay. Continue. Um, so uh, <laughs> Michigan and Wisconsin, we all saw this. Um, where Juwan, Juwan Howard, Howard throwing a uh, what was this? What would you call it? a slap? A pet? A very aggressive pet? The point of this is not to necessarily investigate whether or not Juwan Howard did anything wrong. What I want to know from you guys is what is your stance on the morality of fighting? And specifically, bitches just need to get punched sometimes. Can I get a response to this statement? Um, um, go ahead. I, I, I come from a rural background. I was not beat, but it, bitches do need to get punched sometimes. I was never a bitch, so I never got punched. <laughs> I did the punching occasionally to my siblings. Wow, really? Not oh, punch. Sib- oh, siblings. Hits. Siblings yeah. is different. Like, oh, to children? I, think, I don't have a child. Not children. No, just, <laughs> just generally. Just like grown person, your age, whatever. You get into a fight at school. Have you ever gotten into a fight at school? No. Okay. I, I did punch a kid in the nose once. Okay, that's a fight. A bloody nose. Yeah, but that's for sure. Yeah, no. He was being rude to me. Okay. Right. So, that's, so then he was trying to bully me. So I punched Absolutely. him in the face. Okay. 
right. What, Matthew Hubertson, have you gotten into fights? Of course. I just I mean, think that so Did many... you used to play bite baseball in high school? Yeah. Yeah, of course, all you mean. I love that playing baseball fights. is synonymous with fighting. Yeah, do baseball That's players get in wonderful. fights? I just, yeah, we just... get in brawls a lot. Oh. Which is weird. I mean, they don't have anything else to do out there. They just there. throw their hats at each other. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, if the best television that could possibly occur is if MLB would just, like, give us field mics and just let us listen to the shit talk the baseball players do because there's nothing else to do for three hours. That's You're funny. just insulting yeah, I, each other. I would appreciate that. It's that wonderful. No, I, I genuinely think that a lot of things in our society would be fixed if, like, assault and battery just wasn't as severe of a crime as it is. Like, I think that you should, I think that there's several instances where, like, people just need, they don't need a beating, they don't need to, like, get put in the hospital, but they need sometimes just, like, a sore jaw for three days can fix a lot of problems. So, uh, if you ask, I'm, I'm a grown adult now, so I am anti, I am, uh, I'm anti-fighting. I'm I'm anti-fight. So here's what I'll say. Uh, did I get into fights in high school? Yes, I did. Uh, and if you asked me like seven years ago, like I probably would have said yes. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little too old now for, to get into, to get into fights and get myself into visit. Now that's not to say I haven't come close, uh, playing basketball. Like I remember this one guy that I was playing basketball with when I was in uh, grad school, just out in the park, playing a pickup game, three on three, half court. Uh, I think I set a pretty hard screen, um, and might have might have gotten a little handsy, but uh, <laughs> the guy did not appreciate it and was, you know, it's one of those things where you get into each other's faces and then you're waiting for who's going to throw the first punch. So it's gotten close like that. Um, but you know, I tend to be like, all right. I mean, is it really worth? Uh, at, at, after after some contemplation, I'm like, is it really worth like and all of the mess this might create? Um, so I I don't know. I, yeah, but what if but if, what if that's it didn't where, lead to messes? Uh, yeah, that's it didn't where, lead like, to messes. That's why yeah. that's what stops us from fighting is because you'll get a felony. The legislation of fist fighting is what is wrong with America, and I think that like that's really what we should be talking about if you cause serious injuries yeah give them a felony but like i might need to slap someone and i don't yeah, want so few to... people in this world can actually do that like yeah the vast majority of the population like we should be allowed to fist fight that's what i'm that's what i think <laughs> y'all are a bunch of meatheads what are you talking about we're we're not animals <laughs> Okay, but we are. Like, we literally are animals. There's no problem that can't be solved with words. Yeah, you know what that problem is? The other person not wanting to use words and yeah. not being willing I mean, to listen. Look, I, that person just times, needs to get punched. I, has there been times where I just say, "Oh my god, I just want to kick that person's ass." Totally, and and uh, you know, I, I've I've felt that way with people. I'm like, I'm not gonna win a fight against this guy, but like, man, there's some part of me that just has just wants to just just punch just throw a throw a swing at the guy but i would never i, I don't know I, I i guess i'm i guess maybe i've just become i don't know maybe maybe having a desk job and going to grad school and doing all this stuff has uh removed me from my working class roots uh just getting in getting in the mud i don't know maybe you, you I'm can't soft. understand you simply cannot understand <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, I, well, okay. Two to one, I guess, on people who are, who are pro fighting. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just like, I wonder has what there Greg been, would say, because Greg is like 
anti-confrontation whether it's physical or with words that's yeah. that's exactly why it's perfect for him like just throw the punch just punch and walk away like I let I, and let me be very clear i have no interest in getting a fight i don't want to be punched yeah. at all you want you want to punch them and i then- want to be able to do a singular punch and that'd be it that, that's the end of the altercation yeah that happened in like high school i, I mean i will say if there was a situation where like I've got to share a space with someone for a while and they're being an asshole. Like, sure. But that there's one specific instance where that happens and it's like school. (laughs) Like when you've got to be in this classroom with this person, like no matter what, you have no agency over that. Um, And uh, the guy's being, the guy's being an asshole. Like, yeah. And in that situation in high school, like what? How, I don't know, 15 years ago or whatever. Uh, that that did solve a problem. Like the kid was picking on me. He'd been picking on me for like six months, and at okay. some point, I got tired of it. I threw a swing, and then he never never bothered me again. But I think I would like to think that people, <laughs> adults that I work with and surround myself with, don't need that to happen anymore. Well, you're surrounded by us. Um, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, also I would, taking I would, this far too seriously. I would throw seriously. a swing at you, Matt. I would throw a swing. Yeah, you kick my ass. You're, 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 how tall are you? Six three. I mean, I would sit on you, but like, <laughs> I, um, no, and I'm not even like where you're taking this far too seriously. Like person that doesn't put their shopping cart away, that that's a f- punch. Like okay, that's, that should be, that person that should just should get be punched that you have and then like, them. yeah, we can move on. Like person that like cuts in line at, I don't know, like some movie theater, some shit. I don't know. Uh, the bathroom line at a sporting event where you have shitty concourses and there's for some reason actually a bathroom line. Just they should get punched. I just simple simple instances throughout the day. Yeah, I'm on board with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Utah's weird. Uh, that's not true. I bet I bet half of our listeners would be like, yeah, yeah, of course you got it. I mean, the issue is, is there's no, too many people consequences in Utah, associated people with think, it now. People in right. Utah think you should be nice and then say bigotry, bigot, bigot. Comments Th- of bigotry. That's the words you can do. It. You got it. <laughs> Behind their back. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm not a passive aggressive person. I tend to be pretty direct, but I, I'm not so direct that I'm gonna get into fights <laughs> with anyone. Punch in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just but if like you're talking about now, if you're talking about now, if you're talking about a world in which there are very little to no consequences for just regular fistfights. No, I that's still wouldn't exact, do it. That's no. exactly what no. I'm telling you. No, I still wouldn't do it. The only time I feel like I'd ever I, like oh, you're I soft, have this bud. I have this nightmare scenario where like I'm looking in and I live in California so like looking for parking is a thing where I'm looking for parking and can't find it and someone wants to like swoop in it, like I'm waiting for a spot and then someone swoops in knowing that I'd been waiting for that spot and takes it that's the only scenario I've ever found myself in like day to day where I'd be like I really wish I could just fucking punch that guy but it's never happened to me um because I think generally people are good um so okay <laughs> i have i just have strong values uh and uh my values yeah come you're first. a sweet spirit uh-huh. see a, i a... have strong values too that make me want to punch people without strong values that's <laughs> yeah it's true that's like people who true. don't put their shopping cart away exactly wow not I, that's not where i thought you were going with this i thought we were talking about like <laughs> conservatives or something or republicans who them too yeah yeah fuck them <laughs> except they'll shoot you <laughs> that's true that's they will true. shoot you in the face uh, that's true that's they're the ones really... that would ruin it for everyone tough to shoot I, me it's in the true. face punching like, you like how soft like, we could is totally, that we could totally make it so you know if someone does something 
terrible, like not putting their shopping cart away, and give them a little slap. But Republicans would ruin it for everyone because yeah, they would pull out, pull a, out gun. a gun. Yeah. Just they escalate, accept the man. slap, become a better person. Yeah. Yeah. The, people with guns have never been in fights before. I'm, I'm no. convinced. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. They've, they're scared to get in a fight. Um, I'm pretty... And look... I'm 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 pro guns. Uh, as someone as are we going to do leftist discourse now about guns? Uh, as someone who <laughs> believes that uh, you know, we live in a police state where uh, you know, uh, the protection that we need is not from each other to protect our property. It's from it's from the state. But uh, take take the guns away from cops. Take the handcuffs away and just let cops punch people. Like you were speeding, you get punched in the face. Yeah, like, I think that's what, great. What are you guys talking about? Now this is a solution to the carceral state of our union. This is great. Now I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> okay, but imagine, but imagine if a cop couldn't shoot you, and instead they had to try to punch you. They, how many how many people <laughs> die from chokeholds? What are you guys talking about? No, but you can punch the cop back in this scenario. Okay. I just no more ten year sentences. Like you just get ten punches throughout you, like the next ten years. <laughs> it's kind of like the slap bet, where like you don't know where it, when it's coming. You just get a random punch <laughs> on the street. Abolish citizens' prisons, law. Abolish prisons. <laughs> slapping. Yeah. Okay. All right. One slap a week. You don't know when it's coming. Juwan Howard started a movement. He held back the punch so that slaps could fly. That wasn't, <laughs> was that a slap? Can we just talk? Is that a slap? Really? That was not a slap. It's kind of, he kind of like a had soft. a downward action, like there was some karate a chop to it. Well, and he like it's it, if you watched it, he like reaches out with an extended hand, like punch pets the guy very hard, and then clutches like he was gonna like he intended to grab his head, which makes no sense to me. Like, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> I can't believe he did that. I can't believe we saw a major basketball college basketball coach do that. Um, but apparently, you amazing. all are for it. You all think you, you all think he should have done it. Yeah, it's based. <laughs> better than arresting um, the guy right like that's I true i can't I believe people great. were talking about yeah can't believe we're, people were talking about arresting him come on now ridiculous um very stupid uh i asked this on twitter really quick uh which pac basketball coach do you think is most likely to uh get in get throw a punch or a swing at someone in the handshake line post game tad boyle tad boyle's Ooh. a good one tad boyle's, tad boyle's angry tad one. boyle's flipped me off before has he really? I have a list of coaches that I have received the finger from. Wow. That, oh, oh, Yeah, God. don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the bird. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I'd say Bobby Hurley, but that's got to be a goat kick, right? No. <laughs> Bobby Hurley just throws a tantrum. Yeah, maybe he does, he's like. He would never, like, touch someone. He just would freak the fuck okay. out, like, in a, his own little space. Mick Cronin, I, I feel like, could. Could. But he He's, has to reach. I, you know, <laughs> here's the thing about here's the thing about uh, about little guys. He can um, jump, maybe. Thing about little guys is, they they their eyes are bigger than their stomachs. Um, and I think Mick Cronin <laughs> thinks he could kick. I think he thinks he could kick Jawan Howard's ass, who's like six ten. Um, in and the suit, reach athlete. him like without unbuttoning the suit. <laughs> he thinks he can do it. <laughs> uh, I mean. I mean, this dude's like yelling at twenty-one-year-old six-ten guys. Like, not like I don't know. I'd be terrified to do that because, like, is this dude gonna kick my ass? He could if he wanted to. I love how we are trying to end this at six p.m. so you could watch the game, and now we're just talking about the hypotheticals of punching instead of using uh, guns 
and police forces. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna punch anyone, but, uh, <laughs> I am, I am gonna very loudly scream at everyone to please abolish the police. Uh, just so we're clear, just so that's everybody punch everybody. There. It's all good. Um, yeah. Let, if we all start punching, then they can't tell us to stop. <laughs> That's a declaring martial law <laughs> mike tyson law when when the revolution is actually people are beating the shit out of each other it's not it's not beating the shit out of someone yeah, it's just slapping taking them it so far carlos Jeez. all you do is slap them and leave everything in moderation <laughs> um this is by the way i'm pretty sure everything. this is legal like you can can't you like? Isn't there like competitions where you slap someone? Like that competition where you? Yeah, but that's you seen not the, the videos point. Of this? That's not okay. the yeah. point. It's in frustration. It's when you're mad at someone. I want to do that at the grocery store checkout line. God. When somebody says, "Oh no, I forgot a gallon of milk," and spends the next five minutes going and getting a gallon of milk, holding up the whole line, slap that person. Or, or worse, send them to the back of the line. No, but because all their groceries are there. Yeah. So then they'd have to pick up all the or, groceries. Or cancel their transaction and let someone else go ahead of them. I, there just seems to be no, other the slap solutions. Is better. You okay. think there's Fine. better ways to handle this because this is how you... Yeah, you've been <laughs> warped. The mind has been warped. <laughs> I've been brainwashed by the state. This is very sad. Um, I really am losing touch with the working class. It's, it's, getting, <laughs> it's concerning. Um, I, I, need to, I need to get back in touch. All right, we've, got, we've done this long enough. This is... <laughs> We've talked about. We've just gone too long here. Um, anyway, let's let's end it here. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. As always, dropping basketball episodes every Tuesday at five a.m. We're gonna do a football one soon. I don't know, like next week or something. Um, but uh, we'll let you know when we all do that. Anyway, for Avery at Brave underscore Grapes and Matt Hubertson at Matt Nyber, I am Carlos at Equity Bruin. Thank you for listening, and remember, there are no truck stops here. There are no truck slaps here. Punch a truck stop. <laughs> Rumors still and thick with smoke, so thick.